and today's Good Life Project update is about two different things. One, have you ever noticed what happens when you actually have a bit of a transition in the day that allows you to go from grumpy and overworked to chill? And the second, really cool new science update that comes out of my alma mater, and it's about kind of an interesting breakthrough on DNA and sunblock. So excited to dive into that with you. Stay tuned. The show is sponsored by meditation app 10% Happier. So the app, it comes with courses that they teach you how to stress better, deal with difficult emotions and build healthier habits. I love that the material is entertaining and relatable. The host, New York Times bestselling author, Dan Harris, he's funny, he's real, he's vulnerable, and he's teamed up with some of the world's best meditation teachers to show you how meditation helps kind of smooth out some of life's wrinkles using cutting edge science and hard won experience to demonstrate the tangible benefits that meditation can have. And listeners of Good Life Project get 40% off. Just go to 10percent.com slash goodlife. That's 10% all spelled out, T-E-N-P-E-R-C-E-N-T dot com slash goodlife. And if you aren't ready to meditate just yet, but are curious how smart, ambitious people use meditation and benefit from it, well then check out the 10% Happier podcast. Either way, you can find it all at 10percent.com slash goodlife. So as I sit here uh, taping this, I am back in New York City in my home studio for my regular listeners. You know, the last two weeks we've been kind of hiding out, working um, in on the other side of the country in a, a little sort of a sleepy little town called Encinitas, north of San Diego. And uh, we were kind of pretty much close to the water, so we could see the sun start to drop down into the sky and eventually drop into the ocean at the end of the day. And on my last day, I realized that my patterns had changed pretty dramatically. And one of the things that I got into the habit of doing was um, kind of stepping outside later in the day. And it reminded me that there's this thing that happens that's really important to, I think, human flourishing and you feel it on the water in the way that you don't feel it in many other places. So I grew up on the water, actually. So this actually kind of reconnected me with my youth as well. And there's this really interesting thing that happens, whether you're on a bay or the ocean, it really doesn't matter. I think this probably also happens even on large lakes, large bodies of water like that. So towards the later part of the day, as the sun starts to lower, the air temperature starts to change. And invariably what tends to happen a couple hours before the sun actually sets is that everything becomes really still. It could be breezy, it could be stormy, all sorts of stuff. You know, for most of the day, there's all sorts of different weather. And then what happens five, six o'clock is that the air becomes very still. When you're on the water, um, as the sun lowers, it actually changes the air temperature. So very often the direction of the breeze changes as the sun starts to get closer and closer to setting. But in the middle of that, there's a period where the wind will blow from one direction and it essentially just drops to total stillness. And then it'll pick up, you know, maybe half an hour later um, and very often start blowing in the other direction. And when you're by the water and you're kind of just sitting outside when this is happening and you're really just kind of still and you tune into it, you notice it because what happens is it feels like the world just starts to slow and become still. 
And I was sitting outside our last day in Encinitas, and I reconnected with that. And I realized I used to feel that all the time when I was a kid. And it's this really fascinating reminder that nature gives us. You know, nature is set up in a way where if you go outside at a certain time of day, um, and by the way, this happens shortly after sunrise as well. Um, if you sit outside and you're a little bit still, you will notice that our natural environment has this progression from active and alive to a window of space and stillness, and then transitioning into sort of the next part of the day or the evening. And it was really cool because it reminded me that nature has its own rhythms that have been developed over you know a bazillion years in order to best sustain the planet. And we have our own rhythms. And what it reminded me is that when we tap into those same natural rhythms, we tend to flourish on a much higher level. So when we actually, you know, we go out, we work, we do our work in the world during the day, and we may be hair on fire, frenetic, all sorts of different things. And so many of us go from that, and we never actually move to a part of the day where we say, okay, work is ending, I'm transitioning now, like there's this transition window that I'm going to emerge and I'm going to be in my evening mode now, I'm going to be in a stiller, calmer place. And, you know, and this is what nature does. And sitting out there kind of reminded me that there's this natural rhythm that says alive, awake, you know, alert with energy. And then there's this sag into a pause, a transition and then we move into an evening energy. And I think when we've stopped doing that, and I think it's been destroyed a lot by technology to a certain extent because we never actually give ourselves the opportunity. It used to be you'd, you know, you'd walk out, you'd close the door in the office or wherever it was, and you were kind of forced to transition. And the world commuted much more also. There was a window in my life where I was on a train, and I didn't hate the commute. It, wasn't, it was about 45 minutes for me. And it was this beautiful transition time. And this was a time where there were no cell phones and there were no smartphones. There were no, you know, there was no Wi-Fi in the sky. There was no 3G or 4G. You just kind of had to sit there and breathe and reflect and maybe talk to people, sometimes read. And it was really powerful because it would create a defined space in your day where you would transition from high energy and invested in... Um, production and creation to chill energy and kind of like closing the book on the day and um, being out there this time of day and reminding myself how nature creates this on a huge, on a mass planet scale on a daily basis, um, how we used to create it very often with a commute that was disconnected from technology and how that window for transition it's kind of being destroyed these days, reminding me that it's important to create it even when it doesn't exist in your natural environment, when you're not near the water and you can't really tune into it, when you're not still and chill with the breeze and the waves. And when you have the type of job or you own a business, whatever it may be, where um, and you're, you're hyper-connected, as pretty much all of us are these days, that when it's not organically created, maybe it's time to think about actually intentionally creating these windows for transition in your life as you move from high energy creation, contribution, 
connection, face-to-face, all this stuff, to creating that window for transition. So what would happen, my invitation today, what would happen if you don't have these naturally created? What would happen if you actually did an experiment? We'll do a seven-day experiment building with these windows for transition into your day. So that's my invitation. What if you took this week and you said, huh, I'm going to actually create a deliberate window of transition where I go, I kind of, I'm, I mentally and emotionally, maybe even physically, kind of close the book on the high alert, high engagement uh, part of my day and transition. Maybe that's exercise for you. Maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe it's walking home or driving home or training home or busing home and being very intentional about actually turning off your device or doing whatever you need to do to actually not respond to anything that's related during the day. Maybe it's listening to a podcast or music or whatever it may be. But what would happen if for the next seven days you created an intentional window of transition to allow you the space to move from the activity of the day into the more chill energy of the evening and just let your brain and your body process. I'm making the shift. I'm letting this go. Even if you love the work you do, it's really important and healthy to make this transition on pretty much a daily basis. That is what's on my mind in today's Good Life Project Riff. And that is a seven-day invitation that you might want to explore. I know I'm back in New York City, so I'm not easily reminded by the natural vibes. So I'm going to kind of be deliberate about trying to recreate that in my own life these days. Be sure to stay tuned because after the break, we're talking about some really cool research that actually comes out of my alma mater, Binghamton University, around DNA, sunblock, and moist, hydrated skin. (laughs) Excited to share that with you. Back shortly. Good Life Project is supported by HubSpot. Complex enterprise software, it shouldn't get in the way of launching your next campaign. That is why HubSpot built the new Marketing Hub Enterprise. So say goodbye to countless hours of software management. Their platform offers the power and flexibility that scaling companies need to succeed with the ease of use that you expect. So you match every customer interaction to revenue, use AI to test and optimize, and create more personalized experiences. Plus, you can integrate HubSpot with hundreds of other tools and apps. So stop managing your outdated and overly complex software and start creating remarkable customer experiences. Learn more about the new features in Marketing Hub Enterprise at hubspot.com slash Wondery. That's hubspot.com slash Wondery. So our awesome friends at FreshBooks make ridiculously easy cloud accounting software for freelancers and small business owners who know that making every single moment count is a really important part of getting a lot of stuff done and being able to do the things that they want to do in their business by drastically simplifying things like invoicing, tracking expenses, and getting paid online, FreshBooks has 
totally changed the game for now more than 10 million people. You can link your FreshBooks account to your credit card and debit card. So next time you expense, you know, the business stuff or the tank of gas or lunch, it just shows up automatically. They have notifications and awesome customer service. To claim your month-long unrestricted free trial with no credit card required, go to freshbooks.com slash goodlife and enter the Good Life Project in the How Did You Hear About Us section. And we're back with today's science update, Good Life Science Update. And this is kind of a fun one because it comes from my alma mater, um, Binghamton University, which back in the day when I went to Binghamton University was actually known as SUNY Binghamton, SUNY B for short, which stood for State University of New York. Now they've kind of cut the SUNY off of it and turned it into Binghamton University. So I guess we're all more fancy pants at this point. Anyway... What's this update about? Well, this is based on a study that was actually recently published called Non-Ionizing UV Light Increases the Optical Density of Hygroscopic Self-Assembled DNA Crystal Films that was published in Scientific Reports. What does that actually mean to you? Well, turns out that researchers uh, at Binghamton developed a DNA sunscreen that gets better the longer you wear it. Here's the question. Why use regular sunscreen when you can apply a DNA film to your skin? So the researchers at BU (laughs) um, have developed a coating made out of DNA that gets better at protecting your skin from ultraviolet light the more you expose it to sun. And it also keeps your skin hydrated. So we all know that in general, you know, the we're, we're all told to be wearing sunscreen on probably pretty much a daily basis these days. But also, as a general rule, it's strongest when you put it on and slowly, you know, kind of wears away during the day. So this is fascinating because instead of the protection degrading throughout the day, this actually starts to get better the more it's exposed to UV light. Researchers said... Ultraviolet light can actually damage DNA, and that's not good for the skin. This is according to Guy German, the assistant professor of biomedical engineering at Binghamton University, who continues, we thought, let's flip it. What happens instead if we actually use DNA as a sacrificial layer? So instead of damaging DNA within the skin, we damage a layer on top of the skin. Pretty cool idea, right? It's almost like you're wearing this... Um, undetectable suit of armor that takes the hit instead of you. So German and a team of researchers developed a thin, optically transparent, crystalline DNA films, and they irradiated them with UV light in the experiment. And what they found was that the more they exposed the film to UV light, the better the film actually got at absorbing it. And German adds, if you translate that, It means to me that if you use this as a topical cream or sunscreen, the longer that you stay out on the beach or outdoors or wherever it is, the better it gets at being a sunscreen. And as an added bonus, DNA coatings are also what's called hygroscopic. So what does that mean? It means that skin coated with these DNA films can actually store and hold water Um, much more than uncoated skin. So when you apply that to human skin, they're capable of slowing water evaporation and keeping tissue hydrated for longer periods of time. And we all know, especially as we sort of move a little bit further into life, that um, tissue tends to lose fluid pretty quickly. So something that can 
help it maintain hydration and keep fluid um, is a good thing. So a German um, actually says he's going to uh, see if these uh, materials might be good as wound coverings as well for, quote, hostile environments where you want to be able to see the wound healing without removing the dressing and you want to protect it from the sun and you want to keep the wound in a moist environment to promote faster healing. And finally, he adds, not only do we think this might have applications for sunscreen and moisturizers directly, but if it's optically transparent and prevents tissue damage from sun, and it's good at keeping the skin hydrated, we think this might be potentially exploitable as a wound covering for extreme environments. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's... Uh, first, again, I love uh, <laughs> I love seeing really awesome things come out of my uh, my college, where I went to uh, undergrad at least, uh, not law school, but undergrad. And um, it's really neat to see how people are just thinking completely outside of the box. And when you think, okay, so what if we essentially created like a fake skin with um, DNA that would absorb the ultraviolet the same way that uh, our own skin absorbs it, but instead um, sort of uh, take the hit instead of our skin. And it turns out that this film, uh, this DNA film that they created, actually gets better at doing that over time. So it's in the research uh, sort of mode right now. Exciting to see what they do with this and whether they can actually take it from the lab and bring it out to commercial products that we might be able to use to benefit in some way. As always, we will include a link to the actual study report so that uh, for those who are also science geeks in our awesome listening community, you can dive a little bit deeper into what this is all about. I hope you've enjoyed today's update. And as we wrap up, I want to give a final shout out to our awesome sponsors and supporters. Right now, you can post a job on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter com slash good. Today's show is sponsored by FreshBooks, which is a super cool cloud accounting software. To claim your month-long unrestricted free trial with no credit card required, go to freshbooks.com slash goodlife and enter the Good Life Project in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If the stories and ideas in any way moved you, I would so appreciate if you would take just a few extra seconds for two quick things. One, if it's touched you in some way, if there's some idea or moment in the story or in the conversation that you really feel like you would share with somebody else, that it would make a difference in somebody else's life, take a moment and whatever app you're using, just share this episode with somebody who you think it'll make a difference for. Email it if that's the easiest thing, whatever is easiest for you. And then of course, if you're compelled, subscribe so that you can stay a part of this continuing experience. My greatest hope with this podcast is not just to produce moments um, and share stories and ideas that impact one person listening, but to let it create a conversation, to let it serve as a catalyst for the elevation of all of us together collectively because that's how we rise. When stories and ideas become conversations that lead to action, that's when real change happens. And I would love to invite you to participate on that level. Thank you so much as always for your intention, for your attention, for your heart. And um, I wish you only the best. I'm Jonathan Fields, signing off for Good Life Project.